from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Heck of a way to welcome uh, welcome The Drive to college football in the state of North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Welcome, sir. The, the, the Drive only knows one, one version of North Carolina versus the state of South Carolina in college football. Uh, and that's one where North Carolina is better than South Carolina football. And I'm not talking about UNC and South Carolina only. Uh, I'm saying who says UNC and Duke are basketball schools? In prime time, over the same holiday weekend, UNC beats South Carolina, Duke beats Clemson. Take that, South Carolina, That's as a right. state. That's right. Your state stinks. As a state, as a record label, and as a bleeping, bleeping crew. Don't worry, you still have, like, South Carolina women's basketball. Uh, hold on tight. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some good women's basketball here too, so uh, you, you might not even have that. Here's the thing. Here's the part that was so exciting for me. Uh, watching the uh, First of all, watching games all weekend, that was exciting for me. It's exciting for, for most of you also. But uh, UNC and Duke beat the South Carolina schools, beat South Carolina and Clemson at their own games. That's exciting. Right when when you look at the teams that that look at themselves or fancy themselves as the bullies, or or you look at the teams that uh you know fancy themselves as football schools, and you beat them, but you don't just beat them; you beat them at whatever game they choose. That's exciting, right? What is Clem? What has Clemson done since Deshaun Watson was since probably before Deshaun Watson was there? They beat you with timely electric playing by their quarterback. Electric plays, big, big, the whoa plays by their quarterbacks. Taj Boyd. Ta- very much so. Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. It's kind of what they did, right? And then they had uh, just an overwhelming advantage at skill positions, and your defense could never really keep up with them. We're talking about uh, going back to Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins and Martavis Bryant and Mike Williams and T. Higgins and on and on and on and on and Justin Ross and on and on and on. Well, guess what? Duke had the electric playmaking from their quarterback, including a out-of-nowhere, seemingly impossible at the beginning of the play, 44-yard touchdown run from, from Riley Leonard. And their skill position players could not shake Duke's defense at all. Their wide receivers were simply covered. And when they weren't, Cade Klubnick was not making the electrifying plays. That was Riley Leonard. That was Duke's side of things. So they literally looked at Clemson, who have been the big bad bullies on the block in the ACC for a while, and said, what do you normally do to us? We're going to do that to you, and it's going to be obvious. South Carolina. Now we're moving on to the South Carolina-North Carolina game, the Mm -hmm. Battle of the Carolinas. South Carolina against North Carolina is usually the team with the, the the defensive line that takes over the game, the front seven that takes over the game. What I mean by that is they have the the big recruits. They have the NFL defensive linemen. They have the players that wreck the opposing team's offense when they're playing non-conference games. Well, guess what? North Carolina did that to South Carolina. Nine sacks. Nine of them things. That's a ton for for any team, let alone a team that was 
third worst in, in all of FBS football in sacks last year. Only 17 last year. They had nine in, in this game. They had 17, not like in a game last year, all season last year. Yeah. Out of 131 FBS teams, they were 128th in sacks per game a season ago. They had nine in game number one. They bottled up the run game. Now, I know in college it's a little uh, little confusing because sacks count against your rushing total, and when you have nine of them, that's going to affect things. Mm-hmm. 31 carries, though, if you just look at the overall stats. 31 carries for South Carolina, negative two rushing yards. That is North Carolina's defense dominating the offensive side. That is North Carolina's defense doing what South Carolina tries to do, right? They got JV on Clowney and this guy and that guy, and they all end up in the pros. No, 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 no. Carolina did that to South Carolina. This is beating their teams at their own games. This is North Carolina as a state saying, what does South Carolina do best? We're just going to do it better. This is going up against the Warriors and saying, I think we can beat them by shooting the three. Yeah. Like like that's that's exciting. Like you want to uh talk trash in a rivalry? That's how you go ahead and do it. Right? Don't don't try to beat them at something else. Right? Beat them at what they do best and what else are they going to say? There's nothing to say. There's nothing you can say. The only bit of trash talk that South Carolina as a state might be able to give back to North Carolina as a state after that is there is something kind of powerful about knowing that that if a team beats you, they rush the field. Because it's you don't do that against bad teams, right? You only do that against teams that you're not supposed to beat. Okay. So so that's that's it. That's the only thing, and that's the only logical thing, right? You beat us in a regular season game, you storm the field. That's somehow a, a check in the box for Clemson. But you know, winning the game is also a check in the box for Duke, and that's the one you'd rather have. By the way, Clemson, 17th in the country last year in athletics revenue. South Carolina was 27th in athletic revenue. North Carolina, 32nd. Hmm. And we don't know Duke's revenue because they're a private school, but you can assume they're fourth on that list. Their basketball helps, but with their football program, you'd guess it, it wouldn't be up that high. Yeah. So for everyone saying that money is everything, money, winning follows money, 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 the North Carolina schools found a way to overcome that against the South Carolina schools. Yeah, how'd that SEC money work right now? <laughs> way to go, South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> way to go, LSU. We'll talk about it. Way to go. Uh, but but <laughs> that's I'm, – I'm trying not to just – like, here's the thing. And that, honestly, the, we'll, we'll talk about Deion Sanders in Colorado later. There There is a part of me that wants to rein in, like, the rubbing it in people's faces a little bit because it's just week one. But here's the thing. Uh, North Carolina and South Carolina aren't going to play again. So no matter how their seasons go, North Carolina has the the the, mm-hmm. the bragging rights on South Carolina. Duke and Clemson aren't going to play again unless it's the ACC championship game. And I think if Duke gets to the ACC championship game, they'll be happy to have rubbed in everything in everyone's faces after week one. I When it comes to the state of South Carolina, I'm always 100% in on rubbing it in <laughs> their faces and their stupid mustard-based barbecue. Their state sucks. As we... <laughs> As we continue to uh, to to dive into football season here, and then basketball season, and everything else that follows, eventually I'm going to get to the root of of Dennis Cox versus South Carolina as a state. Oh, you'll but uh, but for, for the meantime, I'm enjoying it, and I'm sure this weekend was one of your more enjoyable oh, it was, in college. It was college great. Sports. I have like feet propped up on Saturday <laughs> night watching UNC uh, 
demolished South Carolina. My girlfriend, she's a huge Carolina fan. And that was there last night for Duke Clemson, which was just remarkable. The atmosphere at Wallace Wade was nothing I've never seen before. Uh, at Wallace Wade, it was great. It was hilarious seeing all the Clemson mm. fans just walking out of the stadium early in the fourth quarter, realizing we just lost to Duke. Like, there we is, just lost to Duke. There is something cool. They took that L home with them. As a player, when when your stadium looks so dramatically the other team's colors, mm-hmm. one side of the stadium was pretty orange. And oh, it was, way. yeah. Uh, like, behind Clemson's bench, outside of the student section for Duke, was all orange. And and then, by the end, just to have right the, the stands look empty mm-hmm. on that side because all the orange left, and there's just a loud group of your home fans – it's a very, very good feeling. And and Duke got to experience that. Credit to them. Duke beat Clemson. Football. In the weirdest game of week one of college football last night. It was weird for a multitude of reasons. There are football reasons it is weird. There are media reasons it is weird. But maybe the the most weird is how in the heck did, did our very own Dennis Cox end up getting uh, getting a sweaty bear hug. Yep. That's how it was described to me off air. A sweaty bear hug uh, from the 12th pick in the NBA draft on the field in Wallace Wade Stadium. So last night during the game, I was working, and so I was on the, on the sidelines, and a couple minutes left in the game, all the fans were crowding up around the closed end of the stadium, uh, ready to rush the field. So I just did this video kind of walking around just getting the crowd. You know, which, just, which they were letting them like really set up to rush the field. They really did. They're like, they, they, people were just jumping down. And, and they were like, like, just All stay right. back off the, the edge of the field and basically, we'll let you go. Basically it was like, hey, you stay over behind this, basically behind this certain line. You stay back over here, stay off the field. We're cool. That's basically, so they, they let him set up for that. I was like, all right, I respect that. So I'd get this video and I walk around and I get to in front of the student section. And I see Derek Lively. I see. Mm. I saw him there earlier in the game. I saw you know Filipowski, Proctor. A lot of the basketball guys were there yesterday as well. And they saw, stand out because they're giants. They are literally. Uh, they stand out. Yes, they literally head and shoulders above <laughs> everyone else. Uh, so I see Derek Lively. I saw again. Saw him earlier, and he's in just in his socks. He had taken his shoes off. He was wearing a pair of like Jordan threes. I think is what they were. So he's holding them up, and I see him talking to somebody. I'm standing next to him. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm not getting these things messed up. I took mine off. I'm going in my bare feet. So I'm talking to him. I say to him, I was like, hey, so uh, you just going to, like, run out there? like holding these in your hands. Like, yeah, man, ain't getting these messed up. And I was like, that's fair, man. I, I looked down. I was I was wearing a pair of low-top Jordans. Like, yeah, I'm kind of worried about mine. But you know what? I'll deal with it later. He's like, "Bless, best of luck to you, man. So everyone runs, rushes the field. And I just move forward with the crowd just so I don't get, like, trampled. It was right? a good rush. It was a good, good was, rushing on the field. It was a great rush. Um, so I just moved forward, and there's a group of people that kind of fell down near me. I kind of looked down. All right, everyone's kind of cool. Everyone's getting back up. Everyone's fine. And I looked down, and I just see this massive sneaker just laying there in the middle of the field. I went, that's Derek Lively. So I scooped this thing up on, like, the 15-yard line or whatever it is. And I'm holding on to it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to find Derek. I'm going to get this, this sneaker back to him. I was out there for, like, 30 minutes. It's like waiting for the crowd to dissipate. I could not find him. I'm literally just looking up in the sky just for the tallest person. And I kind of stayed away a little bit from the crowd, hung out in the area where he lost the shoe. So the crowd dissipated. The players are going back to the locker room. And I see Derek Lively's taking pictures with people because people were seeing, like, oh, it's Derek. Can I get a photo with you? And he was super cool. Took a photo with everyone out there that uh, was asking for a photo with him. So I go up to him, and I start walking towards him. And I say, yo, Derek, Derek. And I hold up the sneaker. 
as I'm walking towards him, makes eye contact with me, comes sprinting over, snatches the sneakers, just like, yes! Oh, my God! You Just gives me this massive bear hug. He's like, yo, fam, good, for, good looking out, man. I appreciate you. I was like, he just gives, gives me this massive sweaty bear hug from this seven-foot-one guy, or however tall. What is he, seven-one? Uh, he had the hair plus. out also, so probably seven three. He probably. So I get this <laughs> massive hug from Derek Lively. I was like, "Hey man, just gotta get a photo with you because you found the sneaker." And I asked him, I was "Like, where's your other one?" He's like, "Oh, my mom's got it." Which, which, I don't know where along the path from because he was. He, they showed him on TV. Yeah, Derek Lively, former Duke basketball player, twelfth overall pick for the Mavs. Uh, was kind of leading the student section at times, but oh, he was yeah. he was leading from the front. Yes. So I the how he got the other shoe to his mom, who I assume was in the stands. Uh, no idea. I'm, I'm not sure, but that is that, like obviously it's a great story. It's hilarious, and and so many things need to go right. Like you have to be a sneaker enthusiast, which oh, yeah. you are, to understand that a Jordan Three is the shoe that he'd want back, and it wouldn't like. If it's not you that picks it up, it's probably some frat guy, and it just ends up on the wall in some frat house like Derek Lively's shoe. And and meanwhile, you understand this is a shoe that's nice enough for even someone that's got a $20 million rookie contract would want yeah. back. Well, there was actually a couple of young guys, and they may have been students, I'm assuming, were doing like a, I think it was a TikTok or an Instagram live. <laughs> And they see me like, yo, like, what's like, it's like, is that Derek's shoe? Like, that's a massive shoe. I'm like, yeah, it's it's Derek Lively's. So they put me on their Instagram live. The kid, the kid was kind of like, kind of like trying to grab it and hold it up. I was like, I'm going to keep this one in my hands. <laughs> this is my story, kid. Exactly. Well, it's also, I didn't want someone just, you know, snatching yeah. it and running Bro. off with it. Cause Chaos. I, I know some, I, I know a couple of people that I can, I can find a way to get this shoe back to them, whatever. Uh, but nevertheless, it was, it was a, a wild experience uh, to say the least. And then some kid actually asked Derek like, Hey, uh, can you give me those sneakers? You can afford them. You're a lottery pick. And Derek's like, nah, man, it's how the rich stay rich. Huh? Don't not, give this stuff away. I was like, Not hey, wholly fair. untrue. Not hey. wholly untrue. But, uh, yeah, I never would have expected that in a game where Duke beat Clemson 28-7 to at Wallace Wade Stadium that I would be standing in the middle of the field holding a size 17 sneaker and getting a bear hug from an NBA lottery pick. And that was only one of like thirty-seven really weird things that happened in that game. Yeah, which which it just it fits into the theme, right? It, it wouldn't if the field was just stormed. It was just a rushing of the field, and mm-hmm. you you didn't have that happen. It wouldn't have been right. That would have been too traditional. Yeah, been easy because like imagine how crazy this is. Clemson didn't punt in the second half, mm-hmm. and they didn't score. And it's and and yes they they I mean it was missed field goal or blocked field goal yeah, blocked. fumble fumble turnover on downs interception turnover on downs that that's horrendous if you told me Clemson didn't punt for an entire half I would have guessed they scored forty in the game they didn't score the entire second half and didn't punt Duke kicked a field goal after facing first and goal at the four yard four yard line so they got all the way down to the four first and goal didn't score a touchdown had to settle for the field goal they gave clemson their only touchdown with a muffed punt deep in their own territory they fumbled at the end of a 12 play drive to get nothing right before half when they should have gone into half with a lead they uh fumbled it and basically gave away the halftime lead and their stud quarterback riley leonard who's everybody's favorite right now completed 51 percent of his pass attempts and they weren't the team with regrets at the end. They were the team celebrating at the end. It's it's very strange, that game, the way it played out. Very strange. 
Duke handled, and by by the way, all of the change, the the weird stuff that happened, right? The fumbles, the interceptions, the dropped interceptions, the muffed punts, all of these things that took place, Duke handled better. That that might be the craziest thing of it all, right? Because normally, every by the way, week one, it's a little crazy, okay? And and I hear a lot of people say, oh, week one, you got to take with a grain of salt. I get it, but guess what else is true? Week one losses count the same on your record, right? Yeah. And when college, the playoff especially, has become a basically a double elimination tournament when there's four teams in, like this loss counts for Clemson. If they run the table, they'll probably still get into the, the playoff. But if they lose another, they probably won't. And this one counts, right? It's the whole what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know what comes home with you? Criminal charges. Like like <laughs> like what happens in week one stays in week one. You know what comes with you? losses they're they're on your record and they don't leave so so they count i get that week one is weird i get that week one has crazy things happening but they're gonna happen and usually it's the traditionally uh better winning culture teams that handle the crazy better right they react to the wild better duke handled it better than clemson did clay cade klubnik gosh that's a name that's gonna make cade Klubnik looks skittish at times, right? Very the, much so. the, the the wide eyes, the what's happening. Riley Leonard did not play a perfect game, but he looked calm as a cucumber in the face throughout. Now, after the game, he was talking with the the pregame or the postgame media, and he was saying like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know what happened. Oh, I'm at a loss for words." He he faked it till he made it in the game. Mm-hmm. He appeared to have it under control. So so give them a lot of credit. Chris Canty debuted on our morning show. It was uh, the the new morning show on Sportsmanlike with Evan Cohen, who joined us last week, and Michelle Smallman. Here's Canty talking about Duke winning the game. So forget about telling me about all of the indicators and how Clemson is 58-0 since he's been there when they rush for 200 and they throw for 200. None of that matters. Your team made critical errors, which caused them to lose, and nobody wants to hear about your excuses and how much of last night's loss was an aberration, because it wasn't. Duke beat Clemson pillar to post. Point blank in period. Riley Leonard should take off that wristband his mom gave him and give it to Dabo Sweeney. Because right now they suck. The Clemson Tigers suck. There it is. I mean, that the the Clemson Tigers element at the very end of that might be a little week one overreaction. We'll see. It could end up being true. We'll see. But Duke winning that game, that's just fact. Duke won the game.